morning, everyone, and welcome to Victory Church. Today, our worship service number 165, November 24th, 2019. I'm going to invite you to please stand up. We will give thanks to the Lord for this day. Father, we love you. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for all the great things you're doing in our lives. In the name of Jesus, receive the songs that we have for you, Lord. Amen.
continue praying to him. Let's lift up our hands to him. What if you say to, to God that you love him? Just tell him, I, I love you, God. Tell him that. And experience the glory of his presence. Because he is here. He is here. His Holy Spirit is coming down from heaven right now. This is the moment that we were longing the whole week to be in his presence. So let the Holy Spirit embrace you. He will move around your body, around you. You will sense his presence in his hand, in your hands, in your head, your shoulders, your body. He is real. And he wants to fill you with his presence. The things that you cannot do on your own, you will do by his power. The healing that you need, this, this is the moment to receive it. Just tell him to heal you. Tell him, heal me, Father. Heal me, Lord. Fill me with your presence, Lord. Touch my heart. Touch my life. The Holy Presence of God is here among us and He is changing our minds. He is changing the way of thinking. And He is loving us. Thank you, Lord. He loves us. Oh, Lord, how you love us, Lord. If there are chains in your life, just lift up your hands and say, Lord, I want you to break these chains. This is the moment, my friend. Lift up your hands and tell him, break these chains, Lord. Set me free. Set me free. Free of whatever addictions. Free of fear. Free of doubt. Free of worries. He will set you free. In his presence, the anointing of the Holy Spirit breaks everything. He does that. Father, set your people free, Lord. This is the moment, Lord, that we were longing to receive your power, to receive more of you, Lord, more of your presence. Thank you, Lord. We adore you. We love you, Lord. We worship your holy name, oh Lord. Thank you for loving us, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the healing we receive in your presence, Lord. Thank you for your love. In Jesus name, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. To our viewers, we invite you to give online if you want to do it through the website, thechurch.us, look for the tab give, or you can send a text message to the number 432-268-0007. Thank you for the time that you were investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. Well, the topic of this, this message today is what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? And I know that you are doing good things with your life most of the time, like I do. Most of the time, I do good things with my life. But sometimes we don't do what is right. Do you agree? Sometimes we, we miss the point. We don't do exactly what we should be doing. But I want to invite you to grab your bulletin. There are many things to write there. And for our viewers, download the bulletin on the website and join us. I would like to start with uh, this question. Would you shoot yourself? No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, accidentally probably will happen, right, in our, in our food or something, you know. But uh, shooting ourselves, on, unless there is a, a desire for uh, commit suicide, perhaps. Th this graphic, this picture, as you can see, the person shooting is the same person that is receiving the, the shot. How many things do we do to ourselves that we do not see how dangerous they are? Well, maybe we don't, we don't see that, or perhaps that doesn't apply to you, but for some people, this is a fact. Many things that we do to ourselves that are dangerous, and uh, they affect many things in our lives, our mind, our emotions, our body, our finances, relationships, our career, and of course our spiritual life. And I would like to start talking about this initially in our minds. What is what affects our minds, guys? Well, the first thing that will affect our minds will be the negativism. When, when you are listening to negative comments and you probably are the kind of person that wants to be informed, but you keep the news, and the news is the first thing you hear in the morning and the last thing you hear in the night, more likely you will hear bad news. And, and you know what? There are people that are like the news. There, there are individuals, you know what I'm talking about, that is like the, like the news. It's a negative comment all the time. All the time. Negativism. Negativism. And that, that is going to affect your mind. If you have people around you that are very negative, you have to do something about it. Because if you just keep being fed by that, negativism will affect you. You will not think right. And the other thing that will affect you is the lack of sleep. So important to sleep 
your eight hours every day. Now, some of us, we like to push it, right? And we say, well, I'm going to do these things in the night. I'm going to catch up the weekend or whatever. And we are not sleeping our eight hours. And you know what? That will affect our minds. It's a fact. You need to sleep your eight hours a day. What about your emotions? Your emotions are going to work well if you have a peaceful heart. And the main thing that will affect your heart or your emotions is the lack of forgiveness. If someone hurts you, someone is doing things to you, and it's, it's somebody acting in a cruel way, hurting you, naturally you, you are not happy with that. It could be a relative, it could be a friend, it could be a co-worker, your boss, a customer, a neighbor, I don't know. But regardless who is hurting you, you need to learn to forgive. If you keep just accumulating those offenses in your pocket, emotionally you will be in trouble. You will not act right because you will be affected. You have to forgive. And the second thing that will affect your emotions is the criticism. Now, you probably think, yeah, I don't like to hear the criticism. I'm not talking about what you hear. I'm talking about what you think. Let me give you an example. You are thinking, as you are looking at something, that is nice, but it would be better if this and that. You hear something, and you say, oh, that sounds good, but... It would be better if this and that. You are in your workplace and you see something that people are doing and you look at that and you think, well, that, that's okay. But, and quite often when you are being so critical, you don't say what you are thinking, but you are thinking of it. So what I'm saying to you is your emotions are going to be affected when you Keep developing this critical way of thinking in your mind. You need to start focusing on the positive side of the things, regardless, my friends. You know, it's good to analyze the danger in certain situations, but sometimes being too critical will, will keep you unhappy. Will keep you unhappy. Your body. What is the first thing we do that affects our body? bad nutrition and some people say well the problem is I don't have enough money to buy uh, high quality food honestly the issue is not the lack of money is the choices we make what kind of food are we eating what kind of drinks are we drinking what about vices you know what is interesting? Sometimes we say, I don't have the money to buy the right food. And yet, we have the money to buy the stuff that is a vice in our life. And what about the lack of prudence? I always mention this to everybody. Whenever you are getting in a ladder, watch it. When you are driving in your car, I watched the other day a movie. This guy was uh, smoking a cigarette, drinking a cup of coffee, picking up a phone call. 
while he's driving. Naturally, it was an accident. So how many times do we do crazy things like that? It's like we are not paying attention, you know? And we hurt ourselves. What about our finances? Well, the, the first mistake with our finances is operating with a red budget. We are spending more money than the money that is coming in. And we are just accumulating debt and accumulating debt and accumulating debt. And every month is the same thing. We get a loan to pay several loans and then another big loan to pay the previous loan and then a third loan to pay the second loan and the first loan. It's bad. With our finances, we need just to be careful with our spending. And of course, will affect you if you ignore God in your budget. It will affect you. You know, we give to the Lord because there are promises, but also, also, you know, it's because we are grateful. We are grateful and we say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my income. Thank you for my business. Thank you for uh, the money that I receive, whatever the, the channel is. And you say, Lord, thank you. But imagine you receive, but you don't give anything to the Lord. You are ignoring God. It will affect your finances. And your relationships, what is the main thing that affects relationships? Selfishness. It's thinking about yourself. It's, it's, it's going to affect your relationships. And in any context, work context or family context, you cannot just thinking about yourself. You need to think of the others around you. In pride. Another thing that affects our relationships. We want to be served. We don't like to serve. That's bad. That's bad. That's why I believe that it's so important to learn to serve and where we can start, of course, in our home and second place in our church. I am so grateful for every one of you guys working, doing things here for the church. We have this beautiful background, thanks to the effort of several people, but especially our brother Tim, who came here and spent, I don't know how many hours, Friday, putting this thing up. And thank you, my brother, for that work. Thank you. Yeah. And when, when we are serving others, you know what we are doing with our pride? We just put it in the trash, and that's great. In our home, that's why we do in, in, in any relationship, in your work, in your workplace, if you are used to serve others, you won't have any problem with pride. And, but where there is pride, always, always there's going to be a point of destruction. In your career, what are the things that will affect your career? Number one, irresponsibility. Starting with the schedule. Listen, when, when you are hired, whether you are an employee or you are hired by a customer, and you agree on the terms, what time do you say you will go, there to, well, go to that time? Come on time. What are the things that you agree you will do? Well, do those things. And naturally, being lazy. People that are lazy are going to lose their jobs. People that are not paying attention to their business. You know? It, it is interesting. Listen to what we do, guys. This is what we do. We don't have a job, and then we are begging God, Lord, give me a job, whatever, because I need an income. That's what we do, correct? 
<laughs> we all do that. The, the job comes and the person that is hiring says to us, but I need you to do all these things. And we say, I'll do it. Okay. And I need you to come in this time. Yeah, I'll do it. You know, we always commit to whatever because we want the job. But once we get the job, once we get the contract, for some reason, it's like we lose the enthusiasm. And then you, mm, and we come to this laziness mode, irresponsible mode, and we lose the contract. We lose the job. And that cannot happen to, to a, a true believer. It should be working all the time, paying attention, paying attention. And what about our spiritual life? Why our spiritual life goes south? Because we turn our back to God. Simply is what we do. We forget about the Lord and we do whatever we want. That is why this question makes sense. Are you killing yourself? I hope you don't. But maybe you know someone that is killing himself or killing herself precisely for the, the decisions and actions this person is taking. And when we are hurting, isn't it true that sometimes we are so desperate that we even cry? We cry and we are desperate in the presence of God. And then we ask him the question, right? Why, God? Why? You know, why? We ask the question to the Lord. Now listen, this scripture in Proverbs 19.3. People ruin their lives with the foolish things they do, and then they blame the Lord for it. We make the decisions, we do what we do, and it's wrong. And when we are in trouble, now we are fighting with God. Why, God? Why are you doing this to me? You know, it's, it's exactly the, the problem. And we even say to the Lord, you are cruel. You are a cruel God. You are cruel. You are just mean to me. You are mean, God. Why are you mean? <laughs> Second Peter 3.9, it says, God is being patient with you. He wants everyone to change their ways and stop sinning. The Lord has patience. And he wants us to change, right? He wants us to stop sinning because he wants to bless us. But honestly, guys, do you think that we provoke God? When you think of your life, when you think of yourself, think of years in the past or maybe recently, do you think there are things that you are doing that provoke God's anger? Israel, the chosen people of God, gave enough reasons to the Lord to feel that way. Listen, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 5. The Lord says, in my anger, I will use Assyria to punish Israel. So the Lord used another country, another people, to hurt and punish Israel. Because he was fed up with Israel. Isn't it something? We don't think about those things, but it's in the scripture. Another example, Jeremiah 3, verses 2 and 3. The Lord saying here to Israel again, You made the land dirty with all the evil sins you did when you were unfaithful to me. 
You sinned. So the rain has not come. There has not been any springtime rains. But still, you refuse to be ashamed. The look on your face is like that of a prostitute who refuses to be ashamed. It's like we are just making wrong things after wrong things after wrong things and we are messing it up everything and we blame God for that and, and we continue doing what is wrong and, and we are just like so disrespectful to the Lord. That is sad, but it happens. The same prophet Isaiah in chapter 10 verses 19 to 21, it says, there will be a few trees left standing in the forest referring to people in Israel, right? Then the people from Jacob's family who are left living in Israel will learn to depend on the Holy One. They will again follow the Lord because the desire of God that we will come back to Him. Isaiah 10, verses 19 through 21. So when we ask in the midst of our problems, why, God? You're cruel, God. I don't know. I wonder if, uh, if those who are really hurting and in huge trouble, they think about it for a second. Some people think, well, I don't think that God is going to punish me. You know, God is so good to me. He's so graceful. This is not going to happen <laughs> well, Proverbs 3.11 My son, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be angry when he corrects you. Proverbs 5.12 and 13 You will say, why did I, didn't I listen to my parents? Why didn't I pay attention to my teachers? I didn't want to be disciplined. I refused to be corrected. Proverbs 5.23, evil people will die because they refuse to be disciplined. They will be trapped by their own desires. Proverbs 13.24, if you don't correct your children, you don't love them. If you love them, you will be quick to discipline them. Proverbs 15.5, Fools refuse to listen to their father's advice. But those who accept discipline are smart. So basically what we are reading here in all these scriptures is that there is a point in our lives that the Lord is going to correct us. And, and sometimes it's through discipline or punishment, whatever you want to call it. Circumstances in our lives, and we just need to stop there and say, well, okay, God. I, I, I think I am understanding. I am not doing certain things right, and I need to change. Now, this passage in Hebrews chapter 12, from the verses 5 forward, just tells us so clear how is God's view about the situations with us here on earth while we go through difficulties. Listen to this. You are children of God. And he speaks words of, of comfort to you. My child, don't think the Lord's discipline is worth nothing. And don't stop trying when he corrects you. 
The Lord disciplines everyone he loves. He punishes everyone he accepts as a child. Accept sufferings like a father's discipline. God does these things to you like a father correcting his children. You know that all children are disciplined by their fathers. If you never receive the discipline that every child must have, you are not true children and don't really belong to God. Our fathers on earth disciplined us for a short time in the way they thought was best. But God disciplines us to help us so that we can be holy like him. We don't enjoy discipline when we get it. It is painful. But later, after we have learned our lesson from it, we will enjoy the peace that comes from doing what is right. After all the processes we live in the discipline of God, whether it's in our mind, emotions, body, finances, relationships, career, spiritual life, all those corrections that he does in our lives, eventually we are just like, okay, what is your objective, God? What is your objective? What is what you are looking for in my life, Lord? It says here that we will enjoy the peace that comes from doing what is right. You want to know if what you are doing is right? It's simple. You will have peace. You are doing the right thing, you will have peace. When, when we have little ones and we discipline our kids, we, we know that they don't like that, right? Oh, gosh, they hate that. Like we did when we were little. You remember your parents calling you and say, come here. And you know, some of us live the experience of being even spanked. Turn around, pound, pound, pound. And then, you know, with the age, the punishment went through other areas, like you are not going out for the whole month, you will stay in the house, or you are not going to that trip. We, we leave that as children. And then as parents, we did it. Did we enjoy spanking our kids? Did we enjoy telling them, no, you are not allowed to do this, and you will not do this, and I won't give you this? Did we enjoy that? We didn't. We didn't. I remember the, the words of my father telling me, this hurts me more than hurts you. No, and, I, and I was standing there, how? How this will hurt you more? I'm the one, you know? But later when I became a father, I understood what he meant. It hurts when you are disciplining your children, but because we love them, we do that. Well, guess what? The Lord, our fathers, has to do that in our lives too. Sometimes he has to get the, the wood stick or whatever he does, he uses and spanks us a little. You know, and we just like, ah, because what he wants us is to get it right. It's not because he hates us. He loves us. But if he has to do that, it's because he wants us, what? To do what is right. That is his desire. Because he loves us. 
What is the conclusion that we have as a result of going through so many difficulties? What is the conclusion? The conclusion is that we need to live according with his will. Not what I want, but what he wants. I surrender to the Lord. Now, the song that we, we actually, Tracy was singing at the very beginning of the slow songs, is the one that I would like to invite her to come here and sing for us. It says, at the cross. And I want you to, to listen again to the lyrics of this song. Because he doesn't want to kill you. My friend, if you're watching, the Lord doesn't want to kill you, to destroy you. That's not his objective. He wants to restore you. And all that you have to do is just look at the cross. If somebody has done something wonderful for you, it's the Lord Jesus. Giving his life on, on Calvary was not an easy thing to do. You need to put your eyes on that cross. And for us believers here, we need to remember that. How big price he paid for us. So he is worthy to be obeyed. We have to say to him, yes, Lord, I surrender to you.
For some of our viewers, it's, it's a new thing to, to be close to God. Perhaps this is the first time that, that you are listening to the gospel or a message like this. What if you give your heart to God? There is a prayer in the screen, and I want to invite you to say it with me. Dear God, I see how bad I have been. I realize now that my actions have been awful. I am so sorry, Lord. I need you in my life. I don't want to live without you as my God. You are merciful, Lord God. Please forgive me for all my sins. I know that Jesus paid the price for my salvation. I open my heart to you, Lord. Please help me, Lord, to love you with all of my heart. In the name of Jesus, I surrender to you. I surrender to you. Yes, Lord. We are in your presence and we receive that forgiveness, Father. So, we all together can declare, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare, my life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. Receive the blessing of God in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The peace of God is with you guys. And I wish you a beautiful weekend. Enjoy your family and friends. And happy Thanksgiving. Anytime my heart turns from darkness to light. Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight. Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served. I know, I know, I know, I know. We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.